Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Carger said you were coming there. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. All right, thanks everyone for coming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, or Lou the Lunatic online, and I'm uh, flying out of London, Ontario, through my basement. Uh, we have our regular Dave with us. Hey, I'm up here in London as well, enjoying the beautiful weather we had. Actually, I may have worked in the sun too long, but hey, there's X-Wing talk Same to be thing. had, so. Let's Same here. Uh, we have a couple of very special guests um, from the Midwest Scrubcast. Uh, we have Matt Carey. Hello there. How's everybody doing? Doing good. A- and we have Emily Rastel. Hello. Thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be on. I, you I, like I, the party bus on Andor. <laughs> We're glad that you can come. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the Ewoks aren't great mechanics. But hopefully, you guys will be able to take off. Dan and Clint are inside <laughs> working on repairs. Oh. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah we'll party bus is here. <laughs> we may not be good mechanics, but if you're hungry, we barbecue a mean stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds tasty. Oh, you, a little do, bit of mustard you leave the and mayo on oh, yeah. to seal in the flavor. Well, you, yeah, that's how you get the juices oh, to wait. to con- you know to really <laughs> bubble up inside. You got to leave the you got to leave the shell yeah. on. It's like a crab oh, yeah. cooking a, a big crab. <laughs> yeah. We got um, giant claw breakers for the soup. Uh. <laughs> just one Ewok on each on each arm of the cr- the breaker, and just <laughs> all right. Yeah, seems good. Seems good. Thanks so much for coming on. We uh, very excited to have you. I've I've been a big fan for a while. I, I originally came across your um, your blog. Yeah, before I started listening to the podcast, because your podcast's a little bit new. Uh, funny story when I when I started, like the very first article I read was about um, Ben and Gurry. So I was like, is this a, a Phil GC blog? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it'd be... I, I, quick, I quickly learned it wasn't, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, it makes sense to, to, to confuse that. I mean, and especially cause like whenever we, you know, whatever we do, we try and ape the style of the people that we like the most. So <laughs> Phil GC was like the, you know, the premier writer at the time, and we were like, and we're stealing your style. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, um, would you guys mind one at a time, or both of you at the same time? I don't know when, when you guys met, but how you guys started playing X-Wing, when you guys met, sort of go from there. Emily, you want to? Well, so I started playing X-Wing. Uh, Clint and I both uh together started we're married that will help explain how we all you know how we all know each other uh clint and i are married (laughs) um one of our other podcast members and uh uh yeah so 
we got into X-Wing together. It was, I don't know, what, three years ago or something like that? Something along those lines? Just before the end of first edition, right? Yeah, yeah. We got about six months of first edition in, just enough to get used to first edition. And then it was like, psych, now you have to learn second edition. Um, which is fine because second edition is way better, but I, I, I count myself lucky to have, to have been around first edition just long enough to understand the difference and to understand how much better second edition is. <laughs> so we, we started playing and we just eventually encountered Matt and Dan among various other people at our, you know, local game stores and get togethers. And it was it was one of those things where like, so Dan had started the blog. Dan was the, the person who originally started the blog and he had asked Matt to, to do a guest post or something. Was uh, it I, that how it started? Me to, I, I, I would just like, Hey man, you need to work on your grammar. And he was like, Hey, how about you edit the blog for me? And <laughs> oh yes, like, okay. that's right. That's right. Yeah. And you I, were the original editor. Yeah. Yeah. And I started doing images and stuff for that as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually writing some, some stuff. And then eventually, I was like, hey, Dan, your grammar still needs work. <laughs> How about I help you with that? So then I started working on uh, the blog, primarily as an editor. I've written a, a couple, few occasionally, but mostly as editor. So we were all kind of collaborating on that. And as we were, you know, hanging out, playing X-Wing, talking, driving to tournaments, eventually, like, you know, like we started going to tournaments together and everything. And it, we were just like, you know, we're having these great conversations why don't we just have them in front of microphones? <laughs> so we did that. Um, yeah. And thus a, a blog became a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really shows that you guys are all friends. It, like every time I listen, you guys are always laughing and it. It makes me happy. I, I like yeah. listening because it, uh, it's just a bunch of people laughing and that's what I like. So like I, uh, I find it hard to believe that you the, guys entered the game right at harpoon missiles and fell in love with it. <laughs> well, it's like I, I started, yeah, I I started uh, right at I think the wave that harpoon missiles came in. So it was oh, just like oh, so you thought form- it was normal. Yeah, yeah, it was all normal. It was the like two days before I started the jump masters had gotten nerfed and I didn't even know that there was a jump master meta. So I didn't, I never had to deal with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it it was, um, I, but it still wasn't a wholesome game place. You know, it's like alpha strike harpoon missiles, especially that last six months. They, FFG just let us have everything and yeah. Oh, go wild. Basically here, five X wings, harpoon missiles, uh, joustero donuts. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the uh, Dan was the one that got me into the game. He he invited me over for like uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. He was like, hey, come over and, you know, just me and my wife and we'll have a mini Thanksgiving. And he was like, also, look at my cool Star Wars ships. And I'm I, I'm big into board games and stuff like that. And specifically miniatures. I dig miniatures. And then I'm a big Star Wars fan. So it was just like, OK, I guess I'm going to play this game now <laughs> because these are awesome. And uh, yeah, so. That got me hooked, and it took about one one play session before I was hooked in the game, and we became friends and started recording ourselves. Did, did you like hit the tournament scene right away, or did you um, just kind of play casually? Uh, I know. For a while? 
I know I played casually for probably the first few months. And then uh, I like I remember I do remember my first tournament at a local game store called the Fantasy Shop. And I won one. And I don't know, four. I don't remember how long the tournament was, but I did not do well. Uh, but I had fun. And uh, before the end of the year was out, I had won uh, a large tournament and it was fun. So I was like, all right, I'm fun. And- this is fun and I'm good at it. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Clint, Clint and I didn't really start right into tournament played. I mean, like, you know, yeah, it was the same kind of thing. You know, we played casually a little bit. We went to a couple like, you know, game store tournament or um tournaments and stuff like that and just sort of gradually developed into it i never developed any uh tournament winning skill like matt over here but um <laughs> but i still had fun i i really enjoyed the the competitive aspect of x-wing it gives it a little bit more of a like when the stakes when there's a little bit of that competitive stakes there there's a little that makes it a little more interesting to me um rather than just the pure you know flying for fun kind of thing um i also have not been a it's not like i've been a star wars fan my whole life i wasn't a star wars fan until i met clint so i don't have as much i i mean i love star wars very much now but i don't have as deep of a connection to the um you know to the star wars universe in the way that i think a lot of x-wing players do so you know but if anything i feel like x-wing enriches the uh the star wars experience because oh yeah i know uh, like I, I'm playing the game and I'm like, what the heck is a ghost? And then I watch rebels and I'm like, this is a fantastic series. And I remember watching a little bit of the clone war series, but okay. It's like, Oh, well the, this is Rex. This is Ahsoka. This is Wolf. I need to know more about these characters. And it made me dive into the clone wars and finish that off. Cause I had only watched like the first season, which is like one of the worst seasons of clone wars. So yeah, it, it, it actually enhanced my Star Wars experience. It's funny how it does that. You get into the ships and then you start to, you become an uber nerd because someone will bring up Star Wars. Not only do you know the ships, you know the pilots, you know yeah. uh, where, what galaxy they came from. It, it, but it really does. It, it, especially having all that ancillary stuff that you can actually explore the the characters. is It's really neat. But the game is super addictive too. I mean, it's it's real, really strategic, and and uh, like it really encourages fun and and uh, getting to know people. So that's what I love yeah. about it too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this game definitely keeps me a fan for sure. Like I wasn't a super Star Wars fan before X Wing, and now I'm addicted to X Wing, and therefore addicted to Star Wars. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a big part of it. Just something to be in between the shows and the movies is a really cool game. Yeah. Speaking of kind of learning the lore of the pilots, we do a little thing here called the Wikipedia Deep Dive. Okay. I wasn't sure if you guys, since there's two of you, if you wanted to do two pilots or just one. What I do here is you guys guys pick a faction. And then I just uh, hit random on Yasby, and then the first named pilot that comes up, we kind of learn more about it. Right on. Did you guys want to do two pilots or kind of pick a faction each? Or how did you? Because this is our first time having two guests. I'm not sure. Uh, Oh, well, that's an honor. I I think we could do two. Awesome. Uh, Who wants to go first to just blurt out a faction, one of you two? Ladies first. Oh, (laughs) Oh, you're going to make me. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, Republic. 
randomize. Uh, oddball. Yeah, the first one to come up is Oddball. Oh, oh my what? Dude, seriously? Nabu, <laughs> yeah. Nabu Handmaiden isn't really a named character. And then it's the 212th Battalion Pilot, 104th Battalion Pilot, and then Oddball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you know, Dave? I, well, are there other pilots in that faction? I don't know. Anakin is the other one. <laughs> there are like 13 oddballs to pick from, so it might be the, <laughs> the most likely one to pick up. It's uh, It was the torrent oddball. Ah. Let's see. Uh, okay. So I'm going to post the link to our podcast chat. He actually has a number here. Uh, Emily, would you do us the honors of uh, reading the little bur- blurb from the from the link there? Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Uh, CC2237, codenamed Oddball, which also served as his call sign, was a clone commander and pilot during the Clone Wars who participated in campaigns such as the Battle of Teth, the Battle of Umbara, the Battle of Coruscant, and the Battle of Utapau. A skilled pilot, Oddball flew an assortment of various starfighters, including a V-19 Torrent, Starfighter, a BTLB Y-Wing fighter bomber, and an ARC-170. During the Clone Wars, Oddball often served under the command of Jedi General Obi-Wan Kenobi. I didn't actually realize that he was, like, in the movie. Yeah, no. Uh, so, like, he's he flies an ARC in the movie, I believe. Uh, yeah, that is, yeah, it must be. Uh, it looks uh, like he's got a, a pilot behind him there. there. Yeah. So, the thing that... <laughs> so, it lists three ships that he flew, but the one like, so there's the lat. He is the one named lat pilot that we know, because like in the the episode where I think it's like the second to last season, and they're trying to track down Ahsoka, and like they actually call him out by name, but yet he's not he he's not in the lat. That <laughs> it, it just seems disrespectful. It's like he's in every other clone ship, and this one I actually think actually might be okay for it, because like if you have a hard stop and you do a red maneuver. There's a chance that somebody could be in your bullseye. I don't know. Yeah, is he? He's in the. Yeah, he's in the B wing as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best chassis for him. Good old all ball. Early life. CC two two three. We don't. There's actually a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to read everything. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's just a listing of all the episodes he, <laughs> a description of all the episodes he was in in Clone Wars. Yeah, it just kind of goes all over all the battles that he was in. I like how they go into the description of him, and it's like he, he was a male human clone of Jango Fett, and he was, you know, he looked like Jango Fett. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like that. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, personality, human rail, clone of bounty hunter Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he proved to be a skilled pilot during the Clone Wars and was apologetic towards Obi-Wan Kenobi when the Jedi provided assistance at the Battle of Death. He's right just a, a pretty generic clone yeah. who ended up to show who showed up a lot and piloted a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we, we can't get enough of him. <laughs> yeah. More oddball. Put him in an Aether Sprite where he can't even use the ability. Put him in everything that's in Republic. Uh there, it'll just be like, uh, what's that? Uh, like the Hotshots and Aces. It'll just be an oddball pack and an oddball in every single chassis. <laughs> that might be still better than the, the scum uh, uh, 
whatever it was called. Uh, they, well, I mean, they were in Hot Shots at Aces, but they, I they mean, weren't hot. They, 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 they were, they were, they were hot shots, maybe. <laughs> they were hot shots, not Aces. Not an I zero, I zero, and an I one. Yep. Well, that's pretty much everything about Oddball. Um, yeah. Matt, do you want to give us another faction? I'm definitely going scum. All right, let's hit randomize here. Our last scum was um, it was a Taliban Cobra. Oh yeah, right. surprisingly heard... little on that guy. I was very disappointed. Yeah, I just so... knew he was Tansari Point, and like he, it, like his title is Scourge of Tansari Point. It's like, what did he do? <laughs> Not much more, apparently. So this is kind of fun. We got Zuckus. Hey, one of the original oh, bounty hunters. You want it? Yeah. Do you want to read the first blurb on there, Matt? Yes. Uh, Zuckus was an insectoid male Gand Feinsman who worked as a bounty hunter prior to and during the Galactic Civil War. A skilled tracker who often worked with Forlom, Zuckus had a run-in with Han Solo that left his ship, the Mist Hunter, powered down on a strange planet. He was later among the hunters assembled by Darth Vader to find the Millennium Falcon, Followed by following the Battle of Hoth, although Boba Fett ultimately earned the bounty by delivering Solo to Jabba the Silujic Tior. I didn't know Jabba had such a long name. I did not either. Let's just call him Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah, they're all huts. No, nobody needs a full name. They're just huts. Yeah, your last name is the Hutt. Come on. All right, uh, and there's a long blurb about him here too. Yeah, uh, but pretty much uh, in the comics, I believe in the novels, like he's a good buddy of Forlom, and they go on lots of adventures. And I know, let's see, it was kind of a sad ending, I believe. For who? For uh, for both of them, because Zuckus, or I'm trying to remember which way. Uh, it was, but one of them had to be reprogrammed and lost their memory. I'm trying to find. I think that might have been in the the legends because I don't know. Or yeah, legends probably. Okay, let's go to um, legends then. Uh, something that I found out about Forlom is Forlom stands for for love of money. Didn't know that. Really? That's amazing. Yep. Like the first rapper's name. That's crazy. <laughs> okay here it is uh the pair have um failed in one of their missions and the outcome resulted in the destruction of forlom zuckus yeah. had attempted to repair his comrade but he needed to perform a complete memory wipe in order to do so which changed the droid's personality after their final hunt for the gambler dramas smada zuckus and forlom parted ways with Zuckus relocating to the Outer Rim territories for a time. Somewhat of a rebel sympathizer, Zuckus eventually began to hunt primarily for New Republic targets near the end of his career. Huh. Should have uh, so. backed up his uh, memory into R2. I, I understand that works. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah, you Just leave anything in R2 for decades and then it'll show up and it'll be fine. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots and lots of stuff here. Yeah, like specifically in like the 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 legends, there's like tons. Whereas just the the canon is it's it's 
decently long. Apparently, like uh, he was tested by the Inquisitorius, you know, the the Inquisitors, but they're like, ah, you're not force sensitive enough. You're, we'll leave you alone. Who cares? He also he also spoke in third person. Interesting. Jimmy was like you. Jimmy sells him. Jimmy's all out right now. Set Jimmy back a bit. Jimmy, good talking to you. Jimmy will see you around. Shoes that Jimmy had. Yeah. So if you watch the movies, he's one of the. Darth Vader's bounty hunters that he hires, and then and everything else, he was pretty much Forlom's right hand buddy, and they yeah. pretty much did everything together. But yeah, I'm still scrolling, and it hasn't ended. Yeah. So. <laughs> that who fills out these things? Wow. <laughs> fans, fans, and there's plenty of us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's basically like Wikipedia, right? If you want to add something, you can. Yeah, and you just keep going. <laughs> oh. All right. I, I kind of, I know you got uh, both of you, um, you guys really like to uh, go on to the, the GSP tournaments. So what's, the last one you did was, uh, did you go to, you did Moncala, right, Matt? I did Moncala, yes. And uh, Emily, have you been able to do any of the recent ones? No, no, I haven't. Um, I was not able to do Moncala. Uh, we were on a camping trip, I think, that weekend. Um, the Poor Wi-Fi, most... Poor wifi uh, in the wilderness. Yeah, no, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, I guess the last like GSP major thing that I did would have been um, the Veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Veterans. At which I did very poorly <laughs> well see Clint and I decided that we were going to bring something to hunt like swarms and stuff um so we brought we each brought a bunch of dead man switch um uh colossus station mechanics and uh a, a resistance ace to go with it I had Poe and he had blue I think um and it was fun but we didn't necessarily do that well with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you ran, you ran into just beef. You didn't hit any three yeah, agility that, swarms. You just true. were like rebel beef, uh, uh, scum beef, and uh-huh. yep, some yep. other beef. I don't remember. I yep. I hit nothing that I had designed the list to fight against. I think there was maybe a, I don't know if there was a republic beef in there or something too. Maybe I don't know. Um. Yeah. It was. It was all beef. And that was not what this list was designed for. So I guess I can have that as my excuse for why I shouldn't be well. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, blame the meta. There you go. Well, good. I mean, and uh, congratulations, Matt, for your, your top table appearance. That was in yeah. um, Aces, right? Yes, yes. Uh, top, uh, final table. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting everything so mixed up. Uh, the last one I was in was Great. Um, that was that was still in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, that was one of the 2020 galaxies. Mm-hmm. Right on. So I managed I think... to do um, one of the space jams, and then I was able to do Corellia and Crate. Right on. But, uh, uh, that was uh, I think Crate was the the largest of them all. It was pretty big. Yeah, I tried running the eight ship droid swarm with like the two techno union bombers with plasmas, and then the vulture droids. Yeah, with discords, I went three and three, but um, so I did okay. Uh, the and then 
the Corellia. I tried running the the four X wings in rows before that got even better with the coordinating rows. And yeah, I I think I went two and four. Oh. But I'm um, hopefully I signed up for Bestman, so I'm hoping to do better. Uh, I'll be uh, up all night, but yeah. it's uh, one of the only times I can play. <laughs> yeah. Emily, did you guys ever get signed up for Galaxies? Uh, I mean, we are not technically signed up, but I think we've at least identified which ones we're probably playing in, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we were debating whether or not to try to do any of the overseas ones or whether, you know, whether we're just going to do the ones that are in our time zones. Also, whether or not we're interested in hyperspace, which apparently, supposedly, hyperspace is not going to change until fall. So, yeah, I may Sad be news. less excited about that because guys... my my first preferred faction of resistance is not that strong, per se, in hyperspace. So, yeah, yeah. resistance is my favorite faction as well. Yeah. Did you guys see that news where we may not getting be getting price cha- price change or points change until fall? Yeah, that just popped up today, but that was like through a Facebook chat or something, right? Yeah, I think so, it was a fun sure. walk. Yeah, so that's gonna be an interesting meta for a little while. It'll be a little stale, but I could I could find something to play. I'm I'm fortunate that I play. I can play every faction. Like it's, I'm not like hard coded in any way to anyone. I, I think CIS is the only one that really just doesn't jive with my playstyle. Anything that's like five ships or more is just it doesn't feel right when I play it. When was the last points change? Do you guys remember? November 2020. Oh wow, that long ago. Okay, I uh, I think before you came on, I was telling. Emily, uh, I haven't been playing a lot online yeah. since since COVID, but uh, wow, that would be a lot. That's all. That'll be almost a year. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it will be. And I mean, at least we'll get some expansions that drop in because you know we kind of got the FO thing spoiled. I imagine Mandalorian content's going to be late this year because somewhere I heard that it was supposed to be in twenty twenty one. So. Hopefully that'll give give us enough spice to uh, make it to the the to the end without having to deal with you know tracer missiles and Zam Wessel and oh yeah Zam I was just thinking like oh it might not be that bad to wait till I mean hypospace will get stale but it might not be that bad and extended and then I remember that Zam existed now yeah you just reminded me so maybe it is gonna get a little old <laughs> <laughs> they. They can still do some like shadow drop changes, like they did. They took the N3As out, right? Like they did that. Kind yeah, of that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When they dropped the um, uh, the last wave, yeah, yeah. So there's some hope. Uh, I mean, and again, I'll still have fun. It won't be <laughs> super bad. It's just you'll you'll have to know what you're going against. Yeah, uh, I'll just imagine they just like, oh, hey, um, no more Zam for hyperspace. Have fun. Yeah, in either format, please go away. Crew or pilot, no more. Uh-huh. Any issues with Sam? Like my my latest tournament was Kyber Cup. Yeah, and I I it was two or three times I faced off against Django Zam, and I was undefeated. So, but I was running, um, and I'll be running the same thing for Bestman, the five HMPs. Yeah. Oh. And oh yeah. I, I enjoy them a lot. So, but I, 
Atreides and I talk about it a lot because he was my round six game. And he was playing Django Zam and just the five 180 degree arcs against two ships that want to dodge arcs. It's not. Yeah. It's not the no, best. Uh, that's a pretty solid list. I, I'm going to throw something out there and maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but take one of the HMPs and replace it with a. Um, uh, I think it's called a Bactoid prototype. It's one of the Techno Union bombers that if you it like it has it's the one that has the two missile slots and give it the uh multi-pod missiles multi-missile pods and that gives that a, a 180 arc as well as long as somebody has a target lock on it which with hmps you're going to have target lock on something and you can just put him on a rock and that frees up a bunch of points for you to play around with oh so you can like put like energy cell missiles or something on your other guys. Oh yeah, and or you know I I think uh, oh it'd be good to have like a diamond boron missile on one of them or something like that or a uh, mag pulse missile. Yeah, it it it's uh I I think that just you open up. I don't remember how much points you open up, but you open up enough to where it's like oh I actually have some options here that I can play around with, and you know just like the HMPs, like he can just. You set him on the middle of a your rock, and you're, he's got an extra defense dice, and he can still just sit and sputter like the other ones. The other ones are doing their Tokyo drifting while he's just sitting on a rock spinning around as well. So, yeah. It's funny. My wife and I were just binging the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tokyo Drift was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like one of my first HMP list ideas was like the two Gene Ocean prototypes with six laser cannons and then three Techno Union bombers. Yeah. Um, and they all had concussion missiles and and then Kraken was on there with probe droids. Yeah, it was it was good. But yeah, I've been having a lot of success with the five HMPs, but Yeah. They I have... would have to do a little bit of list building to see if there's any extra toys I want in there because the um I was going to copy, like, before I had DGS-047 uh, with KTB-4 and Grievous to make yeah. them a bit more... Yeah, thank you. Uh, give them some more staying power. But Ryan's yeah. list, uh, Ryan Sanders' list from this past weekend took away Grievous and added, and this spread out all the upgrades and two of them added ion missiles for the ion control. Yeah. And that seems really good. Yeah, and it, it just gives you that extra third die at range three. Uh, and denies um, range bonus, so it, it's it's really strong. Um, and yeah, it's it, the they're just they're really chunky too. So it's like the, the they're about as durable as a B wing, but they have one hundred. It feels like one hundred percent time on target unless you overcommit. So just don't overcommit. <laughs> so yeah, it just just. And they're they're pr- pretty dang accurate when you have all the target locks out there. So yeah, it's like having a bunch of it, re- like resistance A wings, except for they're not as dodgy. They're just tanky instead. Yeah, it's it's uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, I originally really liked it because I was a big fan of the five A wings with optics. Yeah, and this is just another five guns on the board that are two dice guns that are really accurate. Yep. Um, but more health. I know it's not three agility, but it kind of gives me the a similar feeling where you just have these super accurate shots. Um, and I like it a lot. 
yeah, like uh, Emily, with your um, going to the next uh, galaxies, what kind of list were you thinking to bring in? Oh man, I don't even know. Like I haven't even started really thinking about that. So I mean, uh, my default go-to when I'm trying to think of of lists, especially for competitive purposes, like my default is always resistance. Like that's you know, that's my favorite or primary faction. Generally speaking, I um I was really fond of that sort of AC, like you know, um. A wings and sort of A wings and T seventies mix that that you know maybe like that was that would have been like pre COVID when you know before A wings RZ twos got kind of nerfed um, that sort of you know salad mix of of uh, I four and I five um, T seventies and RZ twos like I was really enjoying flying that kind of stuff um, and then. Uh, then Poe with Overdrive Thrusters happened, and I fell in love with Poe with Overdrive Thrusters. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems really good. I, I've I've list built a couple of things around him. Uh huh. Uh, haven't played anything yet. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm not the the best competitive player, so you know, I don't know what somebody with you know better skill than me might actually be able to do with it. Um. I think, you know, the challenge with it is that once you get the overdrive, you get like, you basically have to have overdrive thrusters and R4 at the very least, you know, to make it work. So, and Poe's kind of expensive on the expensive end to begin with. So he gets pretty expensive, which means that you're kind of looking at like a three ship list um, or, you know, maybe four, like you can make it four. Um, I eventually settled on three ships was what I felt more comfortable to me. But then, of course, you're at a disadvantage when you go into this swarmy meta of, you know, seek swarms and whatever else. So um, I've been flying Overdrive Thrusters Poe because I enjoy it, but not because it's necessarily winning me anything per se. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm probably, you know, 50-50, you know, win rate with it. Um, the most recent uh iteration of it was i think poe and uh was it poe and nine, nine num yeah poe and nine num and covanel with leia um and it was you know it was decent like it was a I, decent uh list there's there's a match i don't remember if it was the tri-city tournament or what but you were flying against it, it it's there's a stream out there and it's you versus zam grievous and either, yeah, it, well, was, yeah, was that the it was a, one? it was a tri fighter, yeah, and like the match just started out horrible for for you, but then man, you just you pulled it back, and oh man, the APT onto Zam, yes, just, yes, you, <laughs> you just lit him up. It was it was a great match. I I it was emotional for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't get emotional. It's like watching it. And I like, you know, when that APT went off, I just cheered. Both hands were in the air. It's like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I got kind of really into it this weekend on the GSP showdown. Uh, Dion was flying resistance. He was actually yeah. playing an RZ2. And I'm like, I'm going all in with my points. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and Poe and Ray. Ray won the game for him, but it was still really fun to watch Poe win. Yeah, um, it it'll be good. nice to 
to see things just get back to meat space, you know, where we're, you know, accidentally knocking over ships and clumsily doing everything again. It It's very nice. I'm just glad we get it again. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see. Now everybody can cheat with their wiggle room and everything is <laughs> great with the world, right? I know I take advantage of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I was thinking we might be able to, since we're kind of talking about our lists a little bit, we can maybe segue into a subject I was thinking about talking about. Um, I'm not sure how much um, stuff there is to talk about here, but I was thinking about list building motivation. Like, uh, what do you go to first when you're building a list? Like, is there something that kind of sticks out in your mind? Like, I have to start with this, or is it all about counter building? Um, When you start with a certain faction, is there a certain upgrade that you always need? Like, you usually probably start with your favorite faction, but, like, is there a favorite ship or anything like that that you kind of have to include? Or is list building kind of all over the place? Um, so, for for example, I don't have um, a lot of lists that I fly with Scum, but I love it. Um, like, I, I have one list that I love to fly that's kind of um, stress-based. So it's like Asajj handing out stress. I got Victor Helen there handing out stress. I got Lando Falcon with Triple Zero crew handing out stress. Um, so I kind of, I try to start, like, I really love the Scum Falcon, so I, I try to build around that, like, putting Trick Shot in the title and Triple Zero Kira, and kind of build around that and see what I can kind of make out. And starting out with Asajj is really fun, too. Um, but now I'm trying to branch out because I never really flown, uh, played with the Fang Fighters, so I'm kind of list building around that. But um, what are some examples? Um, you two can think of where you have to start somewhere. Um, yeah, so for me, it's a lot of times it tends to be building around some specific thing, specific pilot or thing that I want to try. Like, you know, um, I suppose, and I suppose it's also different when I'm building like a potential competitive list versus when I'm building, you know, just a list for, you know, casual night at the game store. Um, when I'm building a competitive list, like typically I'm starting with some kind of resistance A wings or X wings. Like that's just, you know, where my head typically goes for for competitive flying. Um, but if I'm if I'm just going for like just more of a casual night thing, um, then I tend to like start with a a, a ship or a pilot or something that I want to try and try to go from there. So like. I'm in Rebels. I I do fly a a moderate amount of Rebels, at least from a casual standpoint. And um, for Rebels, I have a tendency to like try to build lists with Wookiees in them with the Ozatuk gunship because I just really like that ship for some reason. (laughs) I don't know. I like Um, it too. It's it's the only one of the only ships I don't own. Unfortunately, I can't wait till they reprint it. Oh yeah, that's sad. We only have two, and I would theoretically like to have more. Although I wasn't a fan of the whole four Wookie meta that happened there for a minute. Like, as much as I love the Ozdot gunship, it just felt 
a little too a little too just point and shoot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's one of the ones that it it is often referred to as a glue eater list where you're just like, okay, one forward, one bank, too hard, you know, and you just only thing you do is move focus, move focus, move focus, move focus. And you know, it it's, it has its strengths and can be flown well by people. It's just it it uh, it bores me, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, I I found the concept kind of boring too. What I what I really want the Ozatuk to be able to be is this piece that could be slotted in like one or two of them into some kind of a, you know, four ship rebel thing, right? Like yeah. I want to be able to throw Wolf Waru into a list and have that be a valid choice. And, you know, <laughs> I wanna be able to, you know, chuck a couple of little baby Wookiees into a list and then have something else around them, you know. And I've I've tried both of those things variously with, you know, limited success. Um and it, you know, I just they're with the one defense die and all, you know, like there's just better I, I think what we've said, I think we've probably had this discussion on our podcast before, like but the thing we've said is like with the Ozatuck is that there's always a different ship that can do it better. Whatever you're trying to do with the Ozatuck, there's a different ship in Rebels that can probably do better. Yeah, and yeah. the points um, keep it down to kind of persuade you to take it too. Yeah. But w- mm-hmm. when you guys are talking about like the four um, Wookiees, was that a a 1.0 staple thing, or are you are you referring to like the AP five and four Wookiees? Oh yeah, sorry, I was talking about the AP five and four Wookiees. Yeah. Okay. Um, that happened like last summer or whenever that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it can be, you know, like clearly, you know, it can fly, be flown well. I mean, I, I kind of like a Nantex where it's like, yeah, it's, it's a clearly an OP list, but you know, the, the cream cream still going to rise to the top. So there's still people that are going to be good at the list uh, and can fly that better. But I, I liked it better when you when you don't have as many options intimidation sabine was kind of like that was a strong move and i don't know uh i I don't think that they needed to go back up to their old price but just make it to where you know you you don't get as many choices as to what your your fourth ship will be maybe if you have to take a z95 that doesn't seem as strong so yeah i'm cool with that i don't know yeah i'm an elitist i guess (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah that's i mean that's that's basically when it comes to list building for me at least casually it's usually like i've picked something that i think is cool that i want to play and then i try to build something around it some piece that i want to play and try to build something around it like the other day i was trying to to brainstorm some ways to get hondo into rebels and make it like a thing like hondo crew into rebels and make it a thing and I never came up with any, I, I had like, you know, 12 iterations of a list and then just never came up with anything that I thought was worth bothering with. But, but that was where my, that was where my, my ideation was at, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what kind of um, crew carriers would he be good on where that, that I wouldn't want to be doing any other actions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that was kind of the problem. Yeah. With, yeah. Yep, I think that was what I came down to when, you know, it was like I couldn't come up with a, yeah, with a crew carrier that I thought I would want to specifically sacrifice their action to enable, to either, well, to either enable an action on a different friendly ship or to, um, you know, 
jam an opposing ship, whatever you're going for. Yeah. Um, either way. Especially right now when you have Hera and Ahsoka who much more easily pass actions. Than, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with Hera Kondo. there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was the other thing I came down to, too, was like, oh, but there's also just Hera. So, you know. Yeah, if you have points to spare, like the only one I can really think of is Nine Ninem in the um Oh yeah, Ninem in the Falcon. Um just with the the extra actions there. Yeah, no, yeah, because oh, Lando, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Lando. I mean you think nine because Lando always has nine there. <laughs> yeah, so like Lando Falcon because he always has the extra action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just to even if you're just using it to jam your opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i should at the time at the time when i was list building i was trying to make like a four shield list and i didn't and i didn't want to fly a falcon um uh that day or whatever so i dismissed lando on that account but yes i do think that's the one place it could make sense and i probably need to to try to iterate something out of that with lando having him mm-hmm. yep and it's like is that a is that a better option than taking um like other crew, like uh, A2 or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. you're getting yeah. that free calculate and you're not jamming anybody. Um, because, yeah, Hondo isn't like one of those, like, this filler shit or filler crew. Like, he he's what, six points? Yeah, yeah he's so. like six points. I I maybe think he needs to go down just a hair. Like, I, I get why they wouldn't want him to be too cheap per se, but um but he's one of those things that like I, I love the card because it's thematic and it's very you know and like Hondo's a great character, you know, and and the card is so like thematic to Hondo. And I I love that about it, but I can't figure out a way to make it at least in Rebels and maybe in other factions too. I haven't tried very hard beyond Rebels. But um I'm, I just can't figure out a way to make it anything other than, like, just fun or, you know, silly, rather than, like, actually particularly helpful. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when it comes to thinking about a crew like that, then you're trying to build an entire list around taking that crew, yeah. and that might not be the best thing to be doing. Right. Yes, also that. <laughs> but, yeah... It, but it is it is cool like and i think that he's kind of getting overshadowed right now um with protectorate club (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. because that's just two points it's a coordinate and you can hand off the stress from the coordinate it's just yeah that's just really good yeah it's it kind of boggles the mind that it's only two points and then like uh what's the uh attack officer which makes just makes a red coordinate into a white coordinate mm-hmm. uh, is like, like six points. Because they were worried like... about the escape craft being too efficient, and now you gave Scum this two-point coordinate to make yeah. anything a coordinator. What yeah. were you worried about again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it should probably go to initiative base because it gets it, it's better the lower the coordinate is because then you get to choose you know, who who can do a blue maneuver and whatnot, you know? Yeah, but. the attack officer definitely needs to go down. That was also a time when, like, it went up when Dash Rourke was a thing. Yeah, it was Dash Rourke. It was, um, yeah, yeah. It, 
it, Dash could take the the squad leader and the um, tactical officer and be the coordinator for Dash, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, so it was just it. It's a relic of an older time, you know. <laughs> it's it's like uh, Fenrau and the Sheathapede. We know why he's the way he is, but he should probably go down in cost. <laughs> and then there's. Like I, I didn't really play my first tournament until the very end of 1.0, like after Saz Renegades came out and the Tire yeah. Reaper. And yeah. uh, I, I didn't know about any of the meta. Like I was going in there, and then there's Jostero. I'm flying double pancakes, like uh, Lando yeah. and Chewie, and Jostero just kills me in ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so this. This was a thing. <laughs> this is competitive X Wing, huh? Okay. <laughs> and I kept yeah. with it, and then somehow, I don't know how, but I won our first store tourney. Oh, congrats! It, and, and it was, it was so. I and and I did my thing. I I planned. Um, I saw this gun Falcon. I said I really want to fly this, and it was literally, and I didn't know. I didn't use most of the cards that I put on. It was this scum Han with Lando and the escape craft that I never undocked. <laughs> I never used Lando's ability. I had um, L337 crew and I never used L3's ability. Um, I had, and then I just had Emon. Um, and my first two games, I wasn't even using the system phase properly. So I was just dropping yeah. bombs. Like it was 1.0 still. Yeah. I mean, Until I was told what to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's such a the that that Scum Falcon is such a beautiful ship, and I I just I can't get it to work competitively. It it it's missing something, and I don't know what it is right now. Uh, do you remember that uh, tournament, Dave? The very first two point tournament. The the store one or the one we went to in Toronto, Dave. Oh yeah, hey yeah. No, the the tor- uh, I do don't you, remember, do you remember you winning when you it. You ended but... up taking. No. no. Oh, was it before? Uh, was it still at Imperial Hobbies or at? Uh... No, that was at a uh, game chamber. Oh yeah, I don't remember that. Maybe you were still at Imperial Hobbies at the time. Possibly. Okay. Either way. Yeah, it was it was a very it was like right after two point came out, and then um, yeah, nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah, People were flying <laughs> tie reapers off the board, and it was yeah. No, it, it at the start of the second edition, it was the true wild west. You know, we get that every time the points change comes around. But man, those first few months, it was like nobody knows what's good. Everybody's trying to figure it out, and who knows? You know, I think I was I think I was flying three. The uh, the space tugs for scum, you know, the little tractor. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was flying. Yeah, because tractor that's tractor really worked a lot differently too. Yeah, yeah, and, and everything changed when the Nantex nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've eroded tractor three times because of that ship. I bear cr- kind of a grudge towards that ship. So uh, for the change, I, the tractor. Uh, that's part of it. Um, the, you know, the 
you know, a few mi- few months of dominance. But yeah, part of it is the tractor change because it's like, oh, well, Scum, you know, who's the only other faction that really takes advantage of tractor, uh, you know, got kind of screwed over by it. And I, yeah, and just not being able to counterplay the ship, you know, it's like if you're flying, you an ace, you're, you're kind of boned against, you know, like Sunfac, where he's like, okay, here's your tractor. I mean, they did eventually change it to where you could rotate, but it just seems simpler just to rotate it to where it was like, okay, if you don't fully execute your maneuver, you don't get to do the pinpoint tractor array. Because there's so much that, like, uh, the addition of fully executed maneuver was a brilliant thing to add to second edition, you know, in first edition, we didn't have that. It was just like, after you execute a maneuver and they just kind of left that for that one. And it's like, why, why, why did you do that? And then you eroded oddball Y wing to say that it's after fully execute and oddball in a Y wing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I fortunately never really had to deal with the six Nantex and it's too bad. Atreides isn't here to defend them. And give me a <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, I flew against it twice. I beat it twice, but man, it's just it's no fun to fly against. <sighs> yeah, I'm glad it's gone. Um, Sorry, you know, correction. I I did fly against it once. I was flying uh, the Liberty City Squadron Band League. Oh, okay. And there were six Nantex, and they all had marksmanship and predator, and they just all rolled Natty's against Ray and she was dead and then all of my fireballs slowly became fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was it was all fun. But uh kind of the kind of the same question to you, Matt, like what's your list building motivation? Uh I I know that you've been flying a lot of rebels because hair is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh kind of what yeah, uh, kind of what uh, Emily said, where it's like, I pick something that kind of looks fun. So, like, you know, like for her, it was like you pick, you're like, oh, Overdrive Poe looks fun. Let's see what I can build there. And that's kind of how I start is I pick, like, the cornerstone piece, um, which, so, like, I fly a lot of scum. And when Zam came around, I was like, Zam on Dangar looks great. And I just built from there. And I I made a list, and I went 6-0 and at one of the flight club, I think it was the first flight club championship or not championship um, qualifier and then immediately scrubbed out. But uh, it was like, Oh, this looks fun. And then I just added, you know, Seavor and then I added Paylob and I added a, a black sun ace and it was like, okay, this is fun. And then I flew it and it was fun. And uh, that was kind of the same thing with uh, the Hera Ahsoka Luke list uh, as I, you know, it was we had just gotten the new stuff, and it's like, well, I'm gonna fly these new A wings, obviously. So I picked uh, Hera and Ahsoka because you know they're both ACs, and I I, th- I think that's typically where I start with a list is I pick at least one ace. So I say ace like Dangar's an ace. Uh, let's say high initiative ship, um, and then I build from there and see what I can find. Uh, yeah, that 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 seems to fit the pattern of everything that I fly really well. Is something that's got at least one high initiative ace, and then either everybody else is the distraction trying to get that ship to the end game, or you focus down my ace, and then the rest of my ship just 
eats into your list. Or, yeah, the rest of my list just eats into your list. And yeah, no, that that's uh, that tends to be the uh, the choice. I don't really go thematic. Um, I know I, Matt, Matt. Matt does have a, a certain concern with uh, with flying things that are good. So you know, uh, unlike me, who keeps trying to fly the Wookies, even though they're not really the correct <laughs> choice. Uh, you know, Matt doesn't waste too much time down in the doldrums of you know things that just shall never work. You you often try to make things work that are unloved. Uh, sure. Yeah. But you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my worst foray into that was trying to get Reapers to work, and that was that was that died comically i was like okay glad i did that should have just you know tried i wish i had gotten on because i I, I bought like another reaper to try and try it out because it was like i was trying to get like critical mass on jam i was like okay if everybody's jamming everybody's got this and the opponent will never have any tokens it doesn't matter you got a one agility swarm and they just get eaten up it's like okay this ship is not for me were you flying the five of them, or no? I was flying three Reapers and Colonel Jenden, and I gave them targeting computer. And it's the the crew that let oh freelance slicer. So whenever you know somebody shoots at you, you can spend your target lock to jam them. So I was like, okay, everybody's <laughs> gonna have target locks at the start. Everybody's action is just gonna be go in to jam. And if you know if they don't use the jam on defense they'll use the target lock on offense and it'll i'll just be you know token denial and then i'll chew into them and that the, they just burned down they're they were just it, it they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they're big boys they they get yeah and as soon as you lose one that's yeah it's really that's hard. a lot of points yeah and it's like i it probably would have been better just to take a bunch of strikers and a support uh uh, shuttle and it would have been a lot better but yeah lesson learned i i wish i had had tts at that point and i could have just tried it out there that that's uh one of the cool things that have come out of this is like if you want to try something and you're like i need to buy another ship if i want to try this for real so i'll just try it in cyberspace and if it works i'll take it into meat space yeah, because of TT, like I probably would never buy multiple HMPs if it wasn't for TTS. Yeah, yeah, and, and, but the list proves itself, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, yeah. And now I can't wait to actually put five on the table. Like yeah. I have four right now, so I'm gonna probably buy one eventually to have the five. Yeah, but yeah. It's I only have one or a lot, but. I I I would like to pick up more if I ever wanted to fly them. I know you said separatist isn't really a thing, but yeah, they kind of it's they're very unique the way they fly. Yeah, and, and that's actually what exci- you know because you know our podcast is big on Gurry, and um, that's one of the things that you know I can I don't want to excites isn't the word, but uh, intrigues intrigues me about them, and I want to fly them for that reason. I flew them on TTS when they first came out, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I really enjoy this, and then I just moved along. Uh, but it, out of out of that faction, the that's the ship that interests me the most, and it's the one that I actually want to play. But too busy building other stuff in other factions and having fun doing those. So. 
Yeah, I oh. feel like I missed out um, with this whole TTS thing on the the opportunity to diversify into other factions that I don't <laughs> physically own. Like, I just never did. Like, I, <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason, you know, like, TTS opened the whole wide world of you can fly whatever you want, no matter what ships you own. And I just kept flying Resistance and Rebels and, you know, the occasional Republic. You know, like, the same, I just kept flying the same old stuff that I already own. I don't know why I did that. I could have, you know, I could have become a... a Empire player or something, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and take advantage of the flying like swarm. So that, yeah, 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 that too. <laughs> so many people that play TTS, it's they're usually just flying ships that they already own. Yeah, um, which is which is it's good because now Disney can look at TTS and be like, most of these people have spent thousands of dollars on our game. Well, hopefully they see it that way. Disney's not watching TTS. I, I I honestly hope they never they never learn of it, so they never shut it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well. I, we all know that like AMG and FFG know about it. Yeah, they like probably AMG, just keep, it, keep it hush hush during the Disney meetings. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like I know that uh, AMG like even specifically said something is like online play, and I was like, no, shh. Sh- don't say anything. <laughs> like, don't acknowledge that in print. Don't say anything ever. At least until the uh, the the pandemic is officially uh, done, so we can actually, you know, have actual tournaments without having to worry about any concerns. Yeah, I'm so ready to tune into some more AMG streams to that talk about X Wing. I know it's. Yeah really hard they got a lot put on their plate now but it, yeah it's always nice to have something to look forward to yeah definitely uh but speaking you guys were talking about guri or i think matt you were talking about guri yeah. uh, what is your personal opinion on lieutenant Lorier on the tie interceptor specifically um with uh sensitive controls because it's pretty much i know it's uh it's an initiative three, but it's pretty much the same ability. Yeah. No, it, it looks really interesting. Uh in so uh Clint has been trying uh playing around with Netrum Pollard and has been doing some really weird I three outmaneuvering with that ship. Not the talent, but you know, just being able to, you know, get out of people's arcs and uh shoot at them in from spots where you wouldn't expect it to be. But Lieutenant Lurier, I mean, it does, it's very much an advanced sensors, you know, with, with that, with that, uh, you just said it. Um, sensitive controls. Yeah. Sensitive controls with the bendy barrel roll or, you know, you could do a boost. Yeah. It, the, uh, the, the hindering point is that it's I three and that's the same thing with Netrum Pollard in the B wing is it's like, this is really cool and really maneuverable, but at I three, it just doesn't feel like it cuts it, you know, cause you just, you don't get to outmaneuver people. People get to react to your, uh, your wonkiness. Whereas like for Guri, it it works be- specifically because she's I five. If if Lurier was I four, I could definitely see it. And I, I said the same thing about Netrum. Is like if he was I four, this really good ability because you could you could get a.
brown people and yeah, be where they want to play. But so I'm really hoping to see. I'm not a big Empire player, but uh, uh, and I know Nash is doing well, and he's only I two. Yeah. And there's a lot of I threes out there, but yeah, if you got maybe we can see some more tour out there. He needs to go down and cost a little because he's uh, he's like. I don't remember. So, just far too expensive beyond the generic I four, and uh, what's oh yeah, um, Gideon has seven more points. Yeah, seven F42. more points. His ability isn't worth isn't worth seven more points than the generic. To, to shave a couple. Um, Gideon the uh, the I four like he's got a sense of it that you can take cheaper and be just as dangerous. But I'll just I'll an just ability that affects Gideon. the whole squad, sort of like. Yeah, sort of like Sloan and stuff like that. That's already yeah. gone up. But. Yeah, Nash and Gorin, they're they're very much, uh, you know, like you said, it, it affects the whole squad. It's multiplicative in value. You know, the the more the more ships you have, the the better that pilot gets. And they treated all the reroll uh, ships like that. Hal Runner, you know, they or Drea or Sinker, they up the prices of all those. But all these other ones, it's like maybe you should look at a little bit at that as well. Yeah, and so we we talked a little bit about Hera and Ahsoka. We're talking about the Interceptors now. Is there any love for Scum uh, from you guys at all? Like it, anything that kind of stands out from the new pack for them? Oh, man, yeah. Kanan is... I've not flown against Kanan, but anytime I watch a match that has Kanan in it, I'm like, man, he is so good. Uh, and it's, it's just one of those things, it's like, do you really want to fly it? Do you want to say, oh, your 80-point ship rolls one less die? Sorry. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's like a, like if, if you can't beat him, join him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex Middle, and like right out the ga- gate, Alex Middle came up with the, the Fen, Bosk, and Kanan list, and it's just, it's so dirty. I don't even know how to approach it, and it, it looks like it's going to be good. And, and he makes use of... A lot of other stuff like Gamma Key. Yeah, Gamma Key stuff. and Gleb, you know? I, yeah. I think he honed in on what is good in that pack, and it is like those are the three strongest things in the pack is Kanan, Pilot, uh, Gamut Crew, and uh, Gleb Crew. Uh, Gamut, Pilot is good, just, but when you got Kanan, you take Kanan. Yeah, he, he, uh, he had an eye for it, and he, he, he really took advantage of it. It was, it's, it, those three are the the strong parts of that pack. Uh, any love for the Y wings? They're too or expensive. They, yeah, they need a price drop. <laughs> yeah, because it like the scum Y wings in general are for some reason always more expensive than Rebel Y wings, and I don't get it. Uh, and that's what happened here again, and. It's like, eh, well, you know. Uh, yeah, for some uh, reason, that illicit slot is worth extra points. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, boy, the, I mean, the price is kind of built in in there. If something becomes a problem, then deal with it that way. But like, uh, Nor Wexley is 41 points, who has a really good ability. And then you compare it to what's um, what's the I-5 uh, to Lee Mackay who's 41 and it's like I don't know that her ability is that strong I don't know it 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 just the 
the name pilots seem just a just a point too expensive, and the unnamed pilots seem just a point or two too expensive. So if they ever get adjusted, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll look deeper into them. Who's uh? Hey Dave, um, is Marty still flying Drea at the store? Uh, the, the last time he was in, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah. flying Drea in the fixed. C95s. Yeah. Uh, Dre has been strong for a while. She she finally got a price break, so maybe she's more useful now. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only the only one I have interested in for the new ones is Patrick. And I'd love the points to go down just so I feel better about throwing an ion cannon turret on him. Yeah. Um, he he looks like fun to throw in just like another bombing list where, you know. It's either Nim or Emon or both of them and Emon or Soul Sixta or somebody just to just play super havoc with it. And I'm interested in it, but uh, nothing's really inspiring me at this point. Yeah, the only but one I have put together is Patrick, Nim, Kanan, and Zubio. But yeah, um, Zubio's got bomb play as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like if you have like an R three and thermal debts, you can drop both thermal debts and target lock both of them. And so if somebody gets hit by it, they get two strain tokens plus whatever the thermal debt dishes out. So they could be super strained for a while. It'd be it'd be interesting, and it's something that I think's worth looking at. But just uh, no, not uh, doesn't yeah. seem glorious at the moment. The one thing that bothers me about Patrick is he got the tech slot instead of the modification slot, so you can't even mm. take delayed fuses. Oh, yeah. Um, so your best option is to take them along with him. Yeah. If you want to take advantage of his ability for target lock, target lock something later. Yeah, so I, I just got dorsal R3 and thermal dents on him. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, any any standouts for you, Emily, in the new packs? I, I know you said that you're a resistance main, but um, have you been playing with any of the new Rebel stuff then? Um, not much. Uh, I can't remember if I actually. Oh yeah, I did put hair on the table the other day when uh, when Matt and I played a stream game uh, on our Twitch that like two people watched. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we, we do a thing called Monster Hunters where we take like a current metal list. In this case, it was like the the Heratani that has Hera, Kyle, Benthic, and Benthic, and, and, and Garvin. The other thing, Garvin. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we try to beat that. I lost, but you know, it, it was it. It's still a learning experience, you know. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and my unfortunately my my experience there with the Hera list was Hera died like in the second ish round of engagement to a, several range three shots. <laughs> so uh, I didn't really get to experience the power of Hera. Um, I don't know that yeah. she passed a token at all in the game. <laughs> um, so that yeah, one no. game was not really representative. <laughs> no, her her first one I jammed off, and then after that she was trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, when Hera's running away and you're not in the range two for her ability, like I understand how how good it is, but I don't think I'd be good with her personally, just because she would be always running away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is it is tricky. It, it's like she's really good, but it does take a good pilot to take advantage of her. She, you you have to find the right balance between being aggressive and being in the fight, and also being defensive and not being in the fight. You have to pick and choose your battles and that is you know the deciding factor between whether she dies or she helps yeah and with yeah. those with those four ships build four ship builds and all the ships are so different you have to fly so well to make sure that you're token stacking on Hera and um like with Benthic or Jake just always having to stay together but staying mm-hmm. far enough apart that you can flank it's that's yeah. a, it's a tricky thing to master for sure. Yeah, and uh, it's also tricky because Hera, like in those lists, those are typically the the rebel one forward standard, and she wants to go too straight. You know, the a wings are not slow, so you have to find your way to slow her down while everybody else is going slow already. Yeah, but yeah, so I would say like out of you know out of all the new stuff that's come out, I think you know. Rebels is the most specifically interesting to me. And I think, like, I do feel happy to see Rebels kind of get revitalized um, because they've, they, to me, Rebels has felt stale for a little while. And I just haven't had that much interest in playing them. And it's, it's nice to see these A Wings opening up some different things, you know, having. I mean, one could argue that Hera is a bit too strong, but regardless, it's cool to see her enabling all of these rebel handshakes. Like, she's this, like, this glue for all these rebel handshakes that just didn't really work before Hera existed because they weren't, there just wasn't enough momentum in the handshakiness to, like, really quite pull it off. And then, but Hera's just this little you know, boost or glue or something for, for the rebel handshake, you know, um, thing. And I, I like seeing that specifically because it's rebels, you know, sort of faction identity. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool when factions perform in a way that's consistent with their identity, you know, uh, unlike Django Zam, which has nothing to do with the faction identity of separatists, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> at least, uh, at least rebels are are doing things that are consistent with their identity, and that's yeah. that's cool to me. I like I like to see that. Yeah, uh, um, perhaps a little too cheap, but still, it 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 feels right. It's like, oh, this is the glue that we needed. It's just probably five, three to five points too cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely a lot more options now instead of B or um or stuff like that, like the Cassian Braylon J combos. You got yeah. You got Hera, and now you can pretty much put any ship together and then put Hera in there, and then it works. Yep. Um, I'm interested um, in, like, using Hera and Ahsoka to, like, power up Corrin. Because, like, Corrin is been been sitting on the bench the entirety of 2nd Edition, and perhaps with those two, he can actually get in the game and play. Yeah, definitely be nice to see more Ewing action, especially the like extra attacks is good. Yeah. So, 
but I guess with the actions on the E-wing, getting that um, that bullseye off all the time isn't always possible. But yeah. I mean, he's I five; he gets extra attacks. So let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hope it's okay if I do this, and I hope that you won't be offended. But I was going to ask, um, why are you a scrub? Oh, what's kinda, uh, let's, uh, what makes you a scrub? Uh, let's kind of go through the line here, um, Dave. What makes you a scrub? Me. Yeah. Um, what makes you an X-wing scrub? Uh, I'll I'll go ahead. Like it, um, kind of just something simple. Like I'm really bad at remembering certain triggers, like bombs. So I will get everything in my head for a maneuver. Uh, that's perfect, and then I'll get there, and then the system phase happens, and I'm like, oh, crap. Here comes a proximity mine. I'm really bad at remembering um, certain triggers like that. Like, everything's perfect in my mind up until that moment. Um, so I'll say one of the reasons I'm a scrub is just being forgetful. Yeah. Oh, so just something, then, uh, something simple like that. I, No matter how many times it screws me over, I continuously forget to pay attention to my opponent's list. I will sit down and not read what they're playing and then be completely surprised when, well, that's all my fault. I should have just peeked over. They're more than willing to let me see what they're playing. Yeah, I'm terrible at remembering to, to you know, watch before I cross the road, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, wh- why are you a scrub? I'm going to give you one specific example. I forget my ass foils. That's what got him demoted to uh, to permanent special guest on the podcast is uh, <laughs> stuff like that. I, you have I, to buy those tokens that show them open or closed, you know, the red on one, blue on the other. Yeah, I mean, it's... I. Uh, in so like in real life it'd be fine because I put the I put my card you know the S foil card on my uh, dial so I have to think about it before I move but playing on TTS oh. man I would have I would have probably won the uh, the Gold Squadron Flight Club Championship if I had remembered that one thing because I blew up that ship yeah and then I then I had to flip it back over and completely whiff on the shot it's like oh no. Oh no! It Sorry, just Matt, went I didn't down. mean to make you relive this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's trauma that needs to be relived. I need to remember it. It, it. You know, it's like if I have to, if I have a Vietnam flashback every time I, you know, move my X-wing, it will remind me to flip my S foils. That's that's the way I learned to make a big mistake, and then you'll never, yeah. forget. especially if it's on stream. Yeah. Yeah, and. Oh. Um, Last but not least, Emily, why are you a scrub? Oh man, I mean, it probably goes back to what we were talking about with the with the list building things. Is like, you know, I just, you know, I get a little bit attached to certain things, even though they're not good, and then I just keep spending my time trying to play those things that are just never going to be good. And you know, then you know, when am I going to find time to be to be competitively good? I'm just going to be stuck down in you know in scrubland. You know, <laughs> it'll happen. It'll like I, I flew um, 
I threw bo I flew robots forever and uh just like four llama two robots forever and two point here and then all of a sudden this double robots is doing well. So it, yeah. it's really really uh cool to see that happen. Not that I'm good with them, but <laughs> with the variable points too. It's all cyclical. Though the Azatuck will come back, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as you get good at it, they'll jack the points up again. And you won't be able to <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I was happy to have my two favorite Scrubcast members on tonight. I will say the exact same thing to Dan and Clint next time. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, we, we understand you have to lie to them. So, you know, they, they have fragile egos. Yeah. Well, hopefully they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, guys, for for coming on. It it was a pleasure, and you're more than welcome, either of you, to come on any time. This was interesting to have two guests on at once, and it's cool to know that we can do it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, like, I listen to a few podcasts, and you guys are one of my favorites just because the way you guys get along, and, and you guys always seem to have a subject that i want to listen about so great listen to about so it's 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 awesome and you've you've had some great episodes lately with uh guests uh, as well so yeah yeah. as long as craig lets us have somebody on we we we, uh we try to have them (laughs) yeah and craig thank you for uh thank you for uh behaving yeah Yeah, and if you guys ever, I mean, you, granted, you have your own podcast, but if you ever want us to talk about something, let us know. We, we, I mean, it, we have subjects we want to talk about, but also during the pandemic, it's been a little dry, so we're, you know, making stuff up as we go along. I think all the podcasts are dying for a little bit of AMG news, right? We could, yeah, yeah. just talking about online games over and over. Yeah, and we also <laughs> it's try, coming, it's coming. Yeah, we also try not to be very newsy. Um, you know, it's, we, you know, we just want to do like what we would be talking about anyway. And we we wouldn't be just going over like, oh, you know, and this is what this is and this is what this is. And we try and avoid that. But, uh, you know, it, any news would be something to talk about and I'd love it. (laughs) Absolutely. I guess new ship uh, news is mostly what I'm interested in. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. How's my uh, interview going for replacing Matt on the podcast? Is it going? Is it going well? We'll we'll have to have you on so you can officially interview at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that would that would be my honor if uh, if that ever happens. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're uh, if you ever uh, want me on, I'd be be honored. Um, right on. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Is uh, is there any um, shout outs that either of you wanted to make, like for a local anything really? Anything at all? Wow. Um, yeah. Anything. Like sometimes I shout out video games. Like it's it's totally whatever you want to talk about. Oh um, well, I mean, we should go through. You know, I suppose the the official shoutouts for our scrub related platform things. Um, you know, we've got our we've we've kind of talked about it a lot already, but we've got our blog, we've got our podcast, we have a 
Twitch stream that happens every once in a while. Um, we have a Discord server uh, that uh, people are welcome to join and get on on the random discussions about like Vietnamese egg coffee or whatever it is that we talk about on our Discord. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, so those are those are the things, the scrubcast things, scrubcast related things. Check them out if you're interested. Um, would Matt, would you, you uh, either of you mind like posting those links and then I'll I'll uh, in the podcast Discord here and then I'll just I'll just put it linked with the podcast when I upload it in the show notes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let me get you those links real quick. Yep. Awesome. Uh, no, I don't really have any other uh, other shout outs because I mean that that's that's my normal spiel as well. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just uh, glad to be on. Uh, uh, say hi to my dad. Uh, and the rest of my family, glad to be here. <laughs> but no, uh, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Emily, posting those links, um, and I will I will post those with the podcast. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I will hopefully not be the last time uh, we're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Lou and and Dave. Absolutely, great time. Alrighty. All right, I'll uh, I'll end the podcast here, and then do do end stream. We'll end end Craig.